Can we start over? I was thinking about iCarly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing it. You you can't you can't uh you can't escape this sec. We are doing it! All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Starched MMA, your new favorite MMA podcast. This is episode four. I'm Zach. And I am Big Z. Time to talk fights, bitches. Fucking iCarly. <laughs> what do we got on the docket for this week? Um. Uh, so I, the biggest thing uh, I would say is uh, Dana White, as he as he has been doing, uh, goes on the Twitter machine, announces that um, they have signed Kayla Harrison to the UFC, and she is going to be fighting Holly Holm at UFC 300 at bantamweight, 135 pounds. Um. Don't think we've ever seen Kayla Harrison fight at 135, but I guess we'll see what happens. Um, not not sure. Not we're not sure if we'll. we'll uh, oh boy, we're not sure if she'll be able to make the weight, but we'll have to wait and see. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, this uh, this this is a fight announcement completely out of left field. Yeah. Um, I I really never knew we would see Miss Harrison in the UFC, and it's booked. Harrison versus Holm, UFC 300. Uh, like I said, completely out of nowhere, it is a huge test to make 135. She's been competing at 55 in the PFL, right? Yeah. The highest like women's UFC division has only ever been 45. So I just feel like, and I, I think she did 45 once at PFL and she, she had like, a hard time. Oh yeah. She had a hard time. So, I mean the right, the right nutritionist and the right corner will go a long way here. This is interesting. I, I know she wants to challenge herself. She's a champion. She has every right to challenge herself. First fight under the UFC banner, new contract. How the fuck is she going to make the weight? That's the that's the question I'm circling back to. And I, I, I believe she can do it under the right setting. Man, am I nervous for her. So, so many questions surrounding this, like you said, like, is she going to be able to make the weight? Um, but also like, what does her contract look like? How many fights is she like committing to several fights at 135? Cause if that's the case, then I've, I, cause I don't think she can make it once like spoiler alert. I don't think she'll be able to make 135. I think it's just too much for her body. She's a, she's a fucking big woman. Like that's not even like uh, trying to be offensive. Like she's, she's muscular, man. Like I don't trying to cut that much weight is going to be really fucking dangerous. And so I, I don't know. I, I am skeptical. It's a genuinely dangerous, dangerous practice. I don't know if she makes the weight either. I'm going to come right out and say it. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to make the weight. I don't think she does. Uh, cool fight to add to the card. I mean, I think people are excited about Kayla Harrison genuinely for the most part. If she makes the weight, you, you've got like, the the whole her versus Nunez conversation sparking yep. up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Nunez is retired until further notice. Yep. But yeah, it's interesting. And my biggest takeaway is how left field it is. Like Dana gets gets on X or Twitter at one in the morning and he's like, guys, guess what? We put this fight together. And I didn't even know that she had fought her last fight in the PFL. I, I didn't know like what that contract situation was, but this is a weird one. Yeah. This is a weird one, Big Z. Yeah. Very left, uh, very out of left field, like you said. Um, my biggest takeaway, honestly, is, you know, we've been talking about Kayla going over to the OC for a little while now. Like, so it's something that we wanted to see. 
But this might actually be like the worst possible time for Kayla to come over to the UFC, in my opinion, because uh, Amanda Nunes is not there to fight. So there's not a, a whole lot of big names for her to fight. Also, the PFL and Bellator literally just merged. So we were as close as we were ever going to get to Kayla Harrison versus Chris Cyborg. And that was basically the only fight I've wanted to see for Kayla Harrison. Doesn't it feel hazardous? Doesn't doesn't it feel like there's flashing lights and bells telling you something's wrong here? It's not wrong, but it just it feels like a. I mean, we know it's a dangerous weight cut, and you're exactly correct about that as well. Like the cyborg fight, we were as close as we were going to get, and now you can throw that one right out. And that was the fight. That was the only fight I wanted to see because, like, now that Nunez is retired, I mean, maybe she comes out of retirement because she's been teasing that a little bit, but. I don't know, man. Like, other than Nunez, Cyborg was the only fight I wanted to see for Harrison. And now there's, I mean, you know, Kayla Harrison versus, say she does make 135 and, and beats Holly Holm, which she probably would. Like, Kayla Harrison versus Raquel Pennington. Like, does that do much for you? Yeah. Do you think Dana dialed Kayla Harrison up after 297 and was like, what's it going to take to get you over here? I feel like that's probably what it was. He was like, oh, my God, this division is burning down in front of my eyes like I need somebody. And he chose a 155-pound woman. Dot, 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 dot. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll I, I, I don't know about this one. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, I'm not optimistic, but, hey, they should just let her fight at 45, I guess. It should actually be an exciting fight, hopefully provided uh, i'm not uh, sure about that one if i'm being honest holly holm is like 57 years old so i don't know how exciting she is anymore but you know guess we'll have to wait and see but another fight coming our way at ufc 300 starting to come together stacked which, fucking card which which leaves us with our next note here the main event slot for UFC 300, we talked about it last week. It's still open. There is not a confirmed main event for this card on April 13th. See? The the UFC deliberately tweeted out like a graphic for the UFC 300 card. Yeah, they were that, like, who should fill that this? had an open main event slot. It wasn't like, this. these are the fights that we have. We're hoping to get a main event. It said, like, main event. TBD versus TBD. So like they are they are working on something. So we don't know we don't know what that's going to be. Um we've had some teasing from one Conor McGregor as to what that may actually be. Uh so if we want to move on to our next topic Zach, we've got uh Conor McGregor again taking to the Twitter machine. Uh a couple days ago tweets McGregor on 300 seals the deal. What a tweet and and what a and what a follow Conor McGregor is. Like as as an MMA fan, if you follow Conor McGregor, which you know, 10, 10 million people do, it it it's just he's a fucking really funny Twitter follow. But yeah, he is teasing he is teasing the potential of his ultimate return at UFC three hundred. It he, he said it seals the deal. We're waiting. We're waiting on an announcement. Lord knows. And like with him, I don't know if he's just teasing around. Chandler's been doing a lot of tweeting too. I think sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. But uh obviously would absolutely be down to have this McGregor versus Chandler as our main event. Who says no? Who says no? I certainly don't say no. Um I'm kind I kind of feel like Connor's uh trolling us here. 
Um, but then again, would I be surprised if the UFC did that? Fucking no. You know, like if they really wanted to, they could just be like, yeah, fucking. Because what Chandler's going to say? No. Like he literally quote tweeted Connor and said, I accept. See you soon. Like he Connor could tell Chandler that he had to fight fucking standing on his hands and punching him with his fucking feet. And Chandler would be like, all right, yeah, cool. Like Chandler is following him around like a fucking puppy dog right now. So he'll do whatever Connor wants. Um, yeah. So he'll do what you're told. Literally, literally. It's so. fun. It's funny though, because that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Uh, man, man, I, I kind of hope it is the main event. I, I kind of hope so. You're too. right. Like it does feel like Conor McGregor's giving us a little bit of a rib. Yeah. Cause that's what, you know, that's what he does. Realistically though, make it the main event for 300, bring it down to uh, 170 pounds. Cause this middleweight bullshit is stupid. Yeah. Never should have <laughs> been at 85. No. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Last thing on this, uh, Nate Diaz, like <laughs> seemingly responded to this because like the next day he tweeted a picture of, uh, he and Connor facing off right before their first fight and just said real war. There it is. Yeah. So like, again, like Nate is probably just doing it. Like he's farming some, uh, uh, engagements, you know what I mean? But like, still who the fuck knows, man, if they, <laughs> if they did Connor versus Nate at 300 and Chandler gets fucking screwed, I would honestly like, I'd feel bad for him, but at the same time, I'd laugh my ass off. I can't even lie. They can't screwball my boy like that. Just kidding. They're the UFC. They can do whatever the fuck they please. They sure can. And it sucks. <laughs> they sure can. I mean, this is this is a a Michael Chandler appreciation moment right here. I just feel bad. I feel Poor bad. I, I hope I hope he gets his fight. He deserves his fight. Poor fucking Michael Chandler. He'll see he'll see us all at the top. He's There's so, no doubt about that. He's so short, and they're gonna make him fight at 185. Like they they can't do that. They can't fucking do that. We're looking at Chandler's tweets here a little bit. And, uh, Oh, it's a lot of Conor McGregor tweets, a lot of Conor tweets, a lot of nose to nose, a lot of ultimate fighter clips, which by the way, (laughs) we should do a segment where we just talk about how bad the ultimate fighter is. Oh boy. At least now, just kidding. We don't need to do a segment on it, but it is bad. We we should do it whenever the next season comes around. (laughs) Yeah. That that seems more fitting, but uh, I wonder if, I'm just kind of curious because we're literally scrolling through his tweets right now. And I'm curious if he's tweeted about anything other than Connor. No. In the last like six fucking months. No. Because he probably hasn't. Wait, scroll up, scroll up. <laughs> keep keep going up. Keep going. Look at that. TBD dot dot dot. Oh, yeah. Scroll down a little bit more. Click on that picture on the left. Boom. Main event TBD versus TBD. So like that, I mean that's their announcement right there, saying like we have something else coming, which it's, is cool. It's kind of like the equivalent of just tweeting the eyes emoji over and over and over again, and yeah, not actually honestly saying anything. Yeah, top comment announced Goku versus GSP. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. But yeah, it, it is weird, and I know we talked about it, but like, when will they settle on a main event? You know, I. I don't know how long they're going to keep us in the dark on this one. My skin is cold. I want to warm it up. I want to know <laughs> what, what is this fucking main event going to be, baby? Like we, we want to crawl up to the fire and warm ourselves. That is the fire. That is UFC 300. Yeah. <laughs> and you can fucking quote that. 
You can take that one to the fucking bank. All right. So before we get off of Conor McGregor, pull it up, Nate. It's time to show Zach this fucking Roadhouse trailer. Yeah, so the boys are upset with me. I've not seen the Roadhouse trailer yet. We're going to watch it now. He live. wasn't going to watch it. Conor McGregor is like a star in this movie. Is your coverage good? Like, do you have dental? Oh, haha. Is there a hospital nearby? Is it like too far? It's about like 25 minutes, I'd say. I just slapped you. Are you all right? What? I just slapped you. Are you all right? <laughs> so you like to fight? Never win. Listen, it's not going to get praised for its writing. This was filmed at UFC 185. Do you remember this, Zach? Yeah. Do you remember that? You say 185? 285, 285, sorry. 285. Yeah, yeah, 285. That's what I meant. I come talk to you. I own a roadhouse out in the Florida Keys. Lately, it's been attracting the wrong clientele. <laughs> the barbed wire. Oh, I know. I know it too well. Think about it. I know who you are. Elwood Dalton. Big fan, man. Elwood Dalton. You just take a big step back and pop me in the face. You can do it. Tell me about this bouncing. Yeah, it's all nice. Like he's Mr. Rogers or something. But then he'll haul off. Really interesting guy, overall. Brand wants to take the roadhouse away from me. He wants to build some resort. I should warn you, people have a certain way of getting things done. Here comes our here. boy. Here he is. Hey, fellas. <laughs> Looks like you're having a smash. <laughs> 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 I got a tip for you. Don't let no one get this close. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking headbutted him. I got a tip for you. Don't let no one get this close. Connor's a movie star, actually. <laughs> Do you actually know what you just said there? Because I don't. I just can't let go. Whoever knocks knows that it's over, baby. People seem a little aggressive around here. Is that one a friend of yours? No, I just broke his arm. <laughs> you can't tell me that that doesn't look fun. No, it does. It looks good. It looks good. I don't know why I was holding out on the trailer. I'll, I actually, I do know why. I think I've just been kind of a little bit more remote on Twitter recently, and everyone was just tweeting that. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> But it looks good. It looks like a, a fun film. Out of this, that's the first time we've ever done a movie trailer reaction on the pod. Like Conor McGregor is going to make us all PR pants in the theater, just geeking out. Nathaniel said it over here next to us. He's like, like Conor's not even acting. He's just being Conor McGregor. Like, like how old is Conor? Like thirty four or something like that. He's he's been training thirty four years for this movie role. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, and it fits. He, like he's you, could Conor McGregor. He he like. Like, you can hear it, but he literally walks into the bar with a fucking driver, like a golf club, and goes, hey, guys, looks like you're having a smashing time, and starts smashing things. Yeah, I mean, this, that is, is, like, this is what he's meant to do. That is cinema. <laughs> Jill Hall's just sitting there like, oh, my God, this guy. I don't know if Dude, I've this seen This movie a is going to be fucking great. And then he headbutts. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen a Jake Gyllenhaal movie since October Sky. <laughs> 
I don't even know what the fuck that is. Oh, it's a oh. <laughs> oh wait, is it, wait is that the fucking the guys that build the rocket or whatever? Sure, sure do. In coal country, <laughs> sure do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember watching that movie in school. Yeah, I remember that now. Uh, I don't remember fucking Gyllenhaal being in it though. It's actually a good movie. Sure. Hey, okay, let's, this is an MMA podcast. Yeah, let's move on. That was a very fun segment. We had to do that. Hey, uh, we, we didn't have a lot to talk about this week, so you got to <laughs> fill the void in any way you can. Yeah. A uh, few few fun announcements for you guys. A um, few more added to UFC 300, which is just becoming like the most stacked card ever. Uh, we've got Jessica Andrade versus Marina Rodriguez. Uh, I'm assuming that's straw weight. Didn't really say though. I was going to ask you that. Like, is this 15 or 25? Did I did see that this fight got booked. It did not specify, but Rodriguez usually fights at 115. So I'm assuming that's what it is. We got I don't know that for sure. Brazil versus Brazil. Great Co- a couple of, of young, of, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Of co- a couple of good contenders here. I think it'll be a fun fight. Another one for 300, which coming along baby yeah like i said it's coming along maybe the most stacked card we've seen in several years it, so this is the the prelims you got to think we're close to having the card filled here at this point we're looking at the i mean that's one two three four five that's on your this page that's your like regular prelims right page. there one two three four five six announced and then you have tbd versus tbd so that's 11 fights so they'll probably announce like two or three more yeah yeah two or three more it's coming along baby that's but, uh another one uh, we've got another one for 300. We've got Sadiq Yusuf versus Diego Lopez at uh, 145 pounds. This fight is fucking awesome. Very excited for this one. I love Diego Lopez so much. And what a what an opponent. You throw Yusuf in there. He's ranked. Give Lopez a chance to get into the rankings. 300, man, is coming along. And these two fights are, are going to be kind of, you know, just extra icing on the cake. It feels like all the fights they booked... It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a fight fan. Yeah, I I really love the way this card is coming together. And it all correlates with whatever the fuck that main event is. And we're going to find out eventually. Yeah. Unless it's like day of. And they're like, hey, guess what? Yeah, we talked about this last week. They're not going to do it, but I I would want them to do it so bad. They should. It'd be funny. My money is still on some kind of Israel Adesanya fight. But if it's Connor and Chandler, I would love that too. But Lopez versus Yusef is a banger love that fight that one's gonna be a lot of fun uh last one for you guys uh dominic reyes is out of his fight against carlos alberg at ufc atlantic city so alberg will now be fighting alonzo menafield um we talked about this uh briefly right before we started recording zach um we, we're both kind of okay with this we don't really want to see dominic reyes get knocked out again which he definitely could against alberg and honestly just from an entertainment standpoint i think menafield will be uh a lot more fun against Alberg than uh, Dominic Reyes. So I'm, I'm okay with this. It's arguably a better fight. I don't, I'm not even sure if it's arguable at this point. Like, I think it would, it's definitely a better fight. I think Dominic Reyes has been on the wrong side of the knockout train too many times recently, too many and, times, um, you know, we, we do care about the well-being of fighters. We don't like seeing people in a coma from getting knocked out consecutively. And Dominic's, just in a weird spot in his career but i like i like menafield here as the opponent light heavyweight's a dangerous weight class these guys are going to come in and throw down in atlantic city uh i feel like carlos alberg has had you know multiple fights fall out multiple rebookings i'm sure he just wants to get in there well i think this is the second time reyes has fallen out of this specific fight so Yeah. yeah i think you're correct it's just uh 
yeah, we just we wanted to touch on like the announcements of upcoming fights and everything like that. And uh yeah, we got a we got a preview for you guys. Yes, sir. Of a UFC Vegas eighty five, another Apex fight card. Love L-O-L. that fucking Apex. They love they love the Apex. Can't get enough. <laughs> uh yeah, in our main event, uh 185 pounds, we've got number eight Roman Delidze versus uh number eleven Nasserdine Imovov. Uh, like I said, that's 185 pounds. Um, I actually really, really like this fight a lot. Um, both guys are kind of up and coming in the division, um, making some names for themselves. So I, I like this fight a lot. Um, Delidze is 12 and two, coming off a decision loss to Marvin Vittori, and uh, Imovov is 12 and four with one no contest. Uh, his last fight was that no contest uh, against Chris Curtis due to a clash of heads. So what do you think about this one, Zach? I love it. Uh, it definitely does feel like an apex main event. Oh, for sure. But I'm looking at it and like the leads a 12 and two Imovov 12, four and oh, one, no contest. Very, very close, very close in the records. Um, I think it's a good middleweight fight. I love Roman Delize and, uh, I want to see that crazy motherfucker go in for the knockout here. Imovov is a really skilled fighter he's got a, a very distinct skill set i think this, yeah. this is gonna be a good one yeah both men are like extremely well-rounded like both guys have multiple finishes by ko and submission like for delidze uh, off the top of my head i want to say it's like seven knockouts three submissions and then imovov is like five knockouts four submissions and then they have decisions too so both guys are really well-rounded so i think that that is awesome i, I love that fight um I do think, however, um, I mean, I think Delidze's um, physicality could maybe be a problem for Imovov, but altogether, I think Imovov is going to be better at, like, controlling the pace of the fight and probably has a little bit better cardio. So I think he'll end up taking this, but uh, just on pure vibes, like, what I want, I, I want to see Delidze knock him out, like you yeah, said. Yeah, this is a Delidze household. Oh, this is definitely a Delidze household. Oh, man. Uh... Not not too much more I have on any of these fights, really, as I think about it. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the no, the this, most I have is on the co-main event, I was which we'll say, talk this, about next. This co-main event is actually awesome. But real quick, before we move on, uh, I have Imovov by decision. Zach, what's your pick? Yeah, I'm going to Lise by KO. Let's go. Uh, Love I, it. Like I was joking, but not joking. That's well, exactly what I want is a Roman to Lise knockout. No, I love the vibes pick. Vibes picks for main events are going to be coming everybody's way. We'll do as many as we can. Let's fucking go. It's going to be like, we're going to try to keep track of it too. So at the end of the year, we can be like, wow, we were fucking stupid with that one. Oh yeah. Our records are going to be really bad. But uh, anyway, moving on, this co-main event is fucking awesome. Uh, Men's lightweight, 155 pounds. We've got number 13, Hanato Moicano versus number 15, Drew Dober. Zach, this fight is fantastic. This one fucking rules, baby. Moicano wants money. Uh, <laughs> amazing fight in the lightweight division. Uh, you can argue this, not even argue, this should be the main event. This should be, looking at it in front of me, this should be the main event. You know, I never even thought about that, but you're totally right. This should be the main event. Not not to take away the shine of the gents at middleweight there, but this this looks like a main event as I'm seeing it in front of me. Uh, 
Drew Dobert, one of the, my favorite fighters in the lightweight division. Yeah. These guys come to brawl every single time. They leave it all out there. You can look at their records. You can look at who they fought. This fight is going to be carnage. It is going to be destructive. And somebody is probably going to get finished in devastating fashion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Moicano is 17 and 5 with one draw, coming off a win over Brad Riddell. Uh, Drew Dober is 27 and 12 with one no contest, uh, coming off a win over Rick Glenn, which was a really nice bounce back after um, his knockout loss to uh, Matt Favola. So, yeah, both guys coming in uh, looking for their second win in a row. I love that, like Zach said, just such a great fight. Uh, excellent matchmaking from the UFC. Both guys fucking love to throw down. Uh, which, honestly, in this fight, I, I think Moicano might be a little bit more well-rounded, but his willingness to throw down, I think, is going to get him in trouble in this fight because Dober is extremely tough and also hard to take down. So I think Moicano is going to be forced to stand and... I don't know if he's going to be able to take those punches from Dover because very few men in this division can. I hope they brawl for as long as the, as long as they can. Absolutely. Brawl, brawl till you fall. Absolutely. This is this is a fight that like on a fight night card that you have circled your calendar for looking at. It, it is going to be a remarkable showdown in the 155 pound division. I love it. I can't say enough good things about it. I'm fucking hyped to see Drew Dober back in the cage. Feels good. Feels good. Should be the main event should be the main event i lock in on that one yeah you're absolutely right about that do we, do we want to do a pick for this fight yeah fuck it why not uh i'll go with uh dober tko probably round uh two i i'm gonna stick to round two i got dober ko or moicano submission oh okay one or the other keeping it open one or the other uh, because sit, sit in the fence a little bit. I'm okay with that. I do think someone's going to get finished in this fight. There's no doubt in my mind. It is going to be an absolute brawl. I'm, I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. I don't I'm think stoked. it goes 15. You're definitely right about that. Uh, next fight we got coming up is, uh, Randy Brown versus the King of fucking Kung Fu Muslim Salikoff at 170 pounds. Uh, I love this fight. Uh, both guys are really fun on the feet, uh, especially Salikoff. Like I said, King of Kung Fu. Dude, even though he's, you know, almost 40 years old, he just comes to throw down every time, which I love. Uh, Randy Brown uh, is 17-5, and five, coming off a win over Wellington Terman. And uh, Salikoff is 19-4, and four, uh, trying to get over a loss to Nicholas Dalby. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this one's another rebooking. Uh, I believe it was Randy Brown who got sick kind of like a couple days or a week or something like that before his fight. These guys were booked like a couple months ago to fight. Um, Brown and Salikov have a lot of finishes. They got a lot of knockout power between them. It's a fun one at welterweight. Feels like pretty good matchmaking. Um, I think they're going to stand in front of each other for as long as possible. I truly believe that. Uh, I... It's hard to say what's going to happen in this fight. I'm, I'm I'm expecting either carnage or a weird poor fight with a weird scorecard. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Salikov can get it done, but I don't want to underestimate Randy Brown. This is a this is an interesting one. Yeah, I kind of feel like um it's fairly even on the feet. Uh both guys are really good in different entirely different ways but i think both guys are really good on the feet i do think that i mean 
Randy Brown has a, like a huge height and, and uh, reach advantage, but I I just think he is uh, so much better on the ground that I really think he'll be able to kind of just take it down whenever he wants to. So as long as he like fights responsibly and like doesn't kind of get caught up in a brawl, uh, I really think he should be able to to win this fight. Not easily, but fairly decisively. Does it go to the cards? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Randy Brown gets him out of there. Let's go, Randy. <laughs> Rude boy. All right, next one. Uh, I actually kind of like this fight. Uh, women's uh, flyweight, 125 pounds. We've got number seven, Viviani Araujo versus Natalia Silva. Another uh, uh, Brazil versus Brazil battle. Uh, Araujo is 12 and five, coming off a win over Jennifer Maya. And Silva is 16, five and one, coming off a win over Andrea Lee. Uh, I'm going to keep this one kind of quick and then I'll shoot, shoot it over to you, Zach. Um, I think this is a pretty good matchup to see where uh, Silva is in her progression because she is like a very fun up-and-coming fighter. What does that say? 26? Yeah, I would have guessed 25. But yeah, very fun up-and-coming fighter uh, in this division. Um, Ada Ujo is a little bit on the older side. She's about 37. Um, so I just expect uh, Silva to be a little bit quicker on the feet. Um, I don't know if she'll be able to get Ada Ujo out of there, but I think she'll just be better, a little bit quicker on the feet and probably get a decision win. This one feels like pretty good matchmaking too. I I like Silva a lot. Arujo has some more experience, especially in the UFC under the banner. Um, it's it's pretty good matchmaking for you know. I think women's flyweight has gotten a lot better with time as well. And this, like you said, is a good test for Silva to see where she's at in her young career. You're going up against a young and hungry or. You're going up against a hungry competitor in Arujo, and I don't know. I think, like you said, Silva probably a little bit better on the feet. I think Arujo has more technical skills. Um, it, yeah, it, it could be up probably. for debate. We'll yeah, have to no, see I, how it plays out. No, you're right. I, I mean, Arujo has very good boxing, so you're you're right in that sense. She has very good technical boxing. I just think, I mean, Silva's pretty technical too. I mean. Uh, I just think she's a little bit more dynamic, if I'm being honest. Better kicks, a um, little bit more creativity. I kind of just think Silva's a little bit better uh, overall on the feet. And, and we'll ride with Silva. I say she wins a decision. Yeah, uh, I I agree. A uh, few uh, you know, few last fights on the card that we want to highlight. Uh, these these next two are also main card fights. We just don't you know know a, a whole lot about these guys, so we'll just kind of highlight it a little bit. Um, we've got. Eliaskov Kizriev versus Mahmoud Muradov at 185 pounds. Um, let's see, those don't have odds. I don't really care about the odds. That's okay. Uh, then the next one, we've got uh, Gilbert Urbina versus Charles Radke at 170 pounds. Uh, we know Gilbert Urbina from uh, The Ultimate Fighter. I, what was that, the Volk uh, Ortega season? So like two seasons ago. But um, yeah, he was fun to watch. Uh, made it into the UFC. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I'll just highlight the um, the prelim main event or whatever you want to call it um, at women's flyweight. Uh, we've got Molly McCann versus Deanna Belbita. Um, you know, Molly McCann is a little bit of a fan favorite, so I thought I'd just throw that in there. Um, yeah, anything you want to uh, highlight on these fights, Zach? Not really. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it's, it, this isn't the best card, if I'm being honest. We... We've got a few fights on our hands, and I think I think we'll have a better recap show for for our listeners than we do a preview show. 
yeah. at this point in time. But it, it, it gets challenging with some of these UFC Apex fight night cards. You know, the, the UFC commits to doing like 44 or 45 events a year during 52 weeks in a year. You know, I just think it gets hard to keep up with. It's hard to maximize talent for cards at times. Yeah. And, sure. and you just know that, like, you, you just don't always get up for those Apex cards. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can kind of tell that they don't really put the effort into the Apex cards because they're kind of trying to save it for pay-per-views and, like, the fight nights that they bring in front of the crowds, which I guess they should. But, like, if you're going to put such little effort into the Apex cards, just do away with the Apex cards and then, you know, go out to more crowds. But that, I guess it's probably just, you know, they don't want to do that. Yeah, I think bottom line, like, you want to see the UFC go back to more and more crowds. It's just so boring. I know it's easy for them to to dial up 10 fights for an apex show on any given Saturday night. And they have to meet the event criteria that Disney expects from them. Yeah, but it is tough. It is tough. You're seeing more and more like I, I refuse to call them no names, but you're seeing more and more regional type of fighters make their way into the UFC and they're fighting on these apex shows. And uh, I just, I know that, when when we started watching it it was so special every week when you've got you've got a crowd of fans and it's not always a big pay-per-view sometimes you can sell out an arena for a fight night in any other city in the world like uh, the apex shows have just become like something I, I no longer really care for dude i find myself so often thinking back at like some of the um the fs1 fight nights that we had yeah, like, dude, they we used had some to fucking bangers, dude. They used like, to pack Wichita and fucking yeah, they, random cities. They would just like randomly like just put a banger of a card on FS1 and like, it would be dope. Like uh, and I I just think like damn, like at the time, I mean, we we had some like okay cards on FS1 that like weren't great maybe, but like shit, man. Those cards are looking really good compared to what we have now and I'm just thinking like shit, we kind of took advantage of what we had back then. And didn't really appreciate it for what it was. Because, I mean, they just... I mean... Uh, they just put so much more effort into some of these cards. Than, yeah, than different partnerships, different... Different setting of the world, too, to be honest. Like, yeah. I know that the, the pandemic had really kind of slowed the UFC down as a global force for good. Yeah. And uh, the Apex shows just don't... Apex shows don't hit like like the shows with crowds. And I think that's no. bottom line. I think many fans would agree with that. I think many fighters would agree with that. Like the fighters want to fight in front of fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the fans all want better cards too. So hopefully they can do that. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think that's about it for today. That's about all I got. Any uh, any uh parting words any wisdom for the people out there <laughs> sure listening? yeah uh go watch roadhouse when it comes out good man um we'll, we'll be informing you guys about the 300 main event as soon as we know and um, we will have i'm almost positive a better episode next week when we've got a recap to talk about it's kind of weird when you don't have fights the week before like the, the preview show is one thing. I think we'll have a better sit rep of where we stand after the fights, and we'll be able to lay that out for you all. Anyways, enjoy the carnage. Uh, UFC 
I almost called it UFC on Fox, but UFC Vegas is at 85. Yes. UFC on Vegas, 85. Prelims start at 4 p.m. on the East Coast, 7 p.m. main card on the East Coast. Uh, Delize versus Imovov, and uh, enjoy the carnage, guys. Enjoy the carnage. Peace.